Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, everyone. This is Stephanie Rule, your NHA podcast host, and I'd like to welcome you to our August 2020 NHA podcast. Our topic for this month is NHA Kid All Grown Up. There are so many of us who are choosing to raise our children with the nurtured heart approach as the culture in our homes, choosing NHA as our way of life. And something that we all think about and ponder is what will our children's lives be like when they grow up? Will they have internalized NHA? Will they live out the approach in, in their everyday lives? And what about their portfolios? You know, how they feel, what they feel to be true about who they are on the inside. We pour into those portfolios so intensely as they're growing. And how will that inner wealth that we care so deeply about growing in our children translate into their adulthood? Inner wealth gives us strength from the inside out. When we have strong inner wealth, we are better equipped to manage all that life brings us. So today, I have a very special guest on the show who will help me dig deeper into what it was like being a child growing up in an NHA with an NHA parent and how that lifestyle helped to, to develop her inner wealth in her life today. Just a few announcements before I introduce my guest. You can subscribe to our NHA podcast through iTunes or Blog Talk Radio so you can receive notifications about new episodes every month. You can find the Children's Success Foundation on social media by searching CSF is Greatness. You can explore our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com, to find a trainer near you and many other great resources, including registering for our upcoming virtual CTIs or Certification Training Intensive. And you can visit our Facebook page, which is called The Nurtured Heart Approach, for informative discussions around the application of NHA in your life. We have certified trainers that are on this page who provide great feedback and insight as you begin your journey with the Nurtured Heart Approach. Lastly, if you have questions, comments, or any feedback regarding the podcast, you can email them to nhapodcast.csf at gmail.com. All right. So as I already mentioned, I have a very special guest on the show with me today, as she was raised by one of our advanced trainers, Dorothy Darapalian. So she grew up in an NHA home. I am grateful and honored that she is willing to share about her life and how NHA has been infused into the person that she has become today. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my friend and colleague, Nara Darapalian. Nara recently graduated from Southern New Hampshire University with a master's degree in communications, specializing in social media analytics. She's currently employed with the Children's Success Foundation as the communications and marketing strategist and then with Stephanie Zamora Media as a content and social media manager on a part-time basis. Nara also has extensive experience in retail sales and she has done tech support. Prior to shifting careers, Nara's resume is diverse, having worked in the courts as an advocate for children in foster care, the CASA program, where she also volunteered to help homeless youth in Austin get access to an array of services. From there, she transitioned into a position supporting teenage boys who were enrolled in a juvenile rehab program and later became an emergency dispatcher at a long-term psychiatric facility. On a personal note, 
In her free time, Nara enjoys music, loves mystery novels, writing poetry, and spends time relaxing at the beach. All right, Nara, welcome to the show. I'm really, really happy to have you here with us today. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, I know. It's such an honor. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you. Um, you know, we always get to have chit chats about the Nurtured Heart approach since we work together, um, but it's just exciting to be able to do it in a different format uh, and about a very specific and near to my heart and I'm sure near to your own heart as well topic. So let's go ahead and start talking. But before right. we get into the actual topic, I would love it if you, so sometimes I like to ask my guests to give us, give us a one minute sort of pitch or definition of what the Nurtured Heart Approach is, as every person has a unique perspective on what NHA is and how they define it. So would you care to share your one minute pitch for our listeners today? You know, um, you know that whole <laughs> infamous question, what is the Nurtured Heart Approach anyway? So that's a great question. And I love this question because I think you're right. It's, uh, it's different for everybody. And I kind of like to describe it as NHA is kind of like a mindset for people or like a lifestyle that you kind of um, slowly create and kind of, like you said, infuse into your own life. And that's kind of how I see NHA with the three stands and applying those different things uh, to your day to day. And then over time, you know, it kind of just becomes who you are. Um, and that's how I would explain what NHA is um, in a nutshell. That's beautiful. I love that. Yes, it does. It just over time, it slowly seeps into every aspect of your life, um, every aspect of who you are, and just becomes, like I said in the beginning of the episode, it just kind of becomes the culture of your home. Yes, that's very true. And that was true in my house as well. I mean, that's just, it's kind of like the default setting, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Yes. So speaking of your house growing up, tell me, um, what, tell me what your NHA story is. What was it like for you growing up as a, as a kid with the Nurtured Heart Approach in your life? So, um, the journey kind of has been unfolding over time and a little bit of background. Um, I was adopted from Russia at age six from a Russian orphanage and uh, my time there was pretty trauma filled. I have a pretty extensive trauma background. And then in 1995, uh, my mom, Dorothy, um, adopted me and I came to New Hampshire and actually she would later become an advanced trainer. Um, and as a single parent, um, she kind of fostered my needs as best as she could, you know, given those early childhood, you know, experiences. Um, and then as, you know, as you kind of grow up through your teen years, um, you know, much like many people, I think you go through like an identity um, kind of exploration and um, being an adoptee, I think that was really uh, front and center for me. Um, and I think that before NHA, um, that was a big uh, kind of place of contention with my mom and I, Dorothy. Um, I felt like we were kind of missing each other and kind of just out of sync. Um, and I think she would tell you that she felt like that um, pain very deeply between the two of us. Not that she really took it personally, um, but it just, I think she, I mean, she would tell you I was angry and I was, but there was a, a misunderstanding of why I was angry with her. Um, and I think she would have assumed that it was because I was adopted. I didn't want to be, I didn't like my life there um, or here in the U.S. So all of that is relevant to NHA because I think with the passage of time, I can now say 
that um, prior to NHA, I wasn't really able to kind of like fully let her in, so to speak. Um, and so I think bringing in NHA into the house kind of allowed that um, to kind of start maybe being like possible um, and something that I would even like attempt to even entertain in my mind. Um, so I think that was just a, um, a big, um, what's the word I want? Uh, it was just a big focus of like how we interacted with each other. And then, um, being that I was also, uh, a person with a disability, I have mild form of uh, CP, which is cerebral palsy. I also was bullied in school a lot. So between being an adoptee and growing up, you know, in your teen years and, you know, just the craziness of being a teenager, I think it just... It, it, that's just how it unfolded uh, before NHA. Um, wow. So it sounds like the Nurtured Heart approach landed in your lap as a gift on so many different levels for you. Um, yeah. You know, as, as far as the, the, the adopt, being an, an adoptee and as far as your relation, building that relationship with your mom and then in high school and that transition from, you know, being a child into being a teenager and how awkward that can be for all people, regardless mm -hmm. of their background. But then when you add the other layers into that picture for you, it's like nurtured heart was this, this gift that really, um, laid a, sounds like it laid a really beautiful foundation for you. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, it's, uh, like I said before, I think my mom did the best that she could and provided, you know, a secure base for me and made sure my needs were met. And, you know, it was kind of a, a default again, uh, to use that language that, you know, we interacted in a positive way. Um, but that didn't mean that we didn't have challenges and struggles along the way. So, um, I think like you said, NHA really came at a very necessary time. Right. And Nara, how old were you when your mom became a trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach? So she actually became a trainer, I believe, in 2008. Um, but she, I, I guess, went, um, I don't know if she did like a workshop or something, but it was like, I think that was in 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just right in the middle of high school um, when she kind of introduced, you know, so to speak, into the house um, NHA. Um, wow. So. Wow. That's incredible timing. Um, could you talk a little bit about how Nurtured Heart in, impacted your, your life as far as like your inner wealth, the difference between your inner wealth before NHA came in, you know, before your mom brought NHA into the home and then, you know, how, how it sort of transitioned and built your inner wealth after she learned Nurtured Heart? So I think before Nurtured Heart, um, how would I explain that? I think before Nurtured Heart, it was kind of like um, how we interacted with each other was very different. So again, we had all the, you know, kind of the building blocks, but I think it was actually my mom's focus um, kind of changing and focusing on um, how we navigated the day-to-day, -day, what was going right. Um, you know, how, how did I handle challenging situations and her really like almost putting like a magnifying glass to those things. Mm. Um, and I think, um, you know, add that to, you know, her making sure that I knew I was important and what my characteristics were, you know, I was caring, I was kind, um, I was very giving. I mean, those are all, um, you know, adjectives and descriptors I remember hearing growing up. It was, mm. a you know, that was a pretty consistent thing. Um, but I think it was just her, 
uh, shift of her own of letting me know like what she was noticing and in the day to day and how um, that occurred. And so I think in terms of the inner wealth piece, um, you know, I think I have to go back to, you know, my early childhood trauma because, you know, I didn't really have a foundation of what that would look like. And then I transitioned into this, you know, household all of a sudden. And then I had, you know, up until my teenage years been in this situation. And I really didn't really um, believe like what people would tell me in terms of like, you know, if they had feedback to give me and I had a really hard time really like, I like to call it owning it, you know, or like really believing what people say. Mm -hmm. And I think after NHA, I think that became kind of um, possible again, you know, it kind of was like, oh, wait a minute, I can kind of, um, I can maybe kind of entertain this. Um, and I think that, um, like I said, it's really a mindset that you end up having to, you know, kind of adopt, so to speak. Um, and I think that's what um, that inner wealth journey has been for me. And it actually still continues. I think that's also important to know that it's mm -hmm. not, it's something that builds over time. Um, and it's only actually quite recently that I've actually really started to fully kind of embrace it on a big way. Um, and I think that's just important for any listeners to kind of understand that this is not, you know, this is not an overnight process that happens, even when right. it comes to inner wealth as well. Um, so, um, right. It's, it's many, many mo moments, um, over time of pointing out what's going right with that evidence attached to it of how true, how that is the truth about who you are. Right. That's yeah. what that process is. And it is, you're right. It's a process. It's a journey through time um, to really develop the truth of who you are and how you feel about the truth of who you are on the inside. It's not something that happens overnight. Um, you know, and especially for our youth who have trauma backgrounds, um, that is going to take, it's going to take notching up your, your use of the nurtured heart approach. It's going to take notching up the three stands in your life. Um, in really big ways and showing up for your children in really big ways, bigger than you can even ever imagine, you know, to um, hold that mirror up of that evidence of their greatness um, before they can actually begin to see inward, see that greatness within, within themselves. Yeah. It's a reflection process. You know, I think of yeah. like a mirror and in terms of um, inner wealth, the way I kind of conceptualize it is like, it's a, you know, it's like a, a water analogy, you know, the water supply. Um, and before NHA, it was like there, it was, I was pretty depleted, you know, and then mm. through time and interacting with my mom and other people, it was like, you know, I got to get that filled up, you know, over time. Mm -hmm. Um, and you were talking about trauma and kind of one of the weird, I guess, gifts of trauma, as I like to say, is that, um, through that inner wealth journey that I've been on, it's like, I had that aha of like, nobody gets to dictate what your worth is and those characteristics of who you are, like they're always, they've always been there and nobody can take that from you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just discovering what that is and for yourself. Um, and that was just like a big moment for me to be like, Oh, wow, this is why, you know, NHA and the internet wealth work is so important and so mm -hmm. key. Um, because if you can do that for yourself, you can then go out and do it for other people. Um, so in terms of parents and kids, if you have that, kind of foundation, you can reflect that back to your children. Absolutely. 
<laughs> nurtured heart is a gift on so many levels. It's a gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yes. Um, but you, you know, you said something that made me think about, uh, I wanted to ask you about your ability to connect and build relationships with people in your life. I, I'm wondering if you, how, how you think the nurtured heart or having the nurtured heart be a part of your life has affected that. Do you feel that it would be different today, that you would be different today if you didn't have the foundation of NHA growing up that your mom gave you? Uh, most definitely. And I think, you know, being kind of older, you know, in my thirties now, I have a different lens than say, if you asked me even 10 years ago. Um, so there's that part of it too. Um, but in terms of relationships and connecting with people, I think when I think of NHA, I actually think of mindfulness and I'm just very, um, thoughtful and cognizant and just aware of, you know, how am I interacting with people on a day to day? How am I, you know, what am I doing that's effective in creating that genuine and authentic connection with people um, and not focusing on what's going wrong, but what's going right? Um, or as we say in NHA language, like what's happening or what could be happening that's not happening that could be, you know, flip it around. And so using those three stands when it comes to relationships, even it's almost helped me with boundaries, I would say, with people and with myself. So um, I get that clarity of like, this is what I will and will not tolerate in, a, in any relationship. Doesn't matter if it's family, doesn't matter if it's friends, doesn't matter if it's a romantic thing. Um, but I think having that um, knowledge base of NHA has really made me just more mindful um, as I go out, you know, throughout the day to day. Um, yeah, that's so interesting, Nora, because as you're talking and I I'm relating what you're saying to my my own, my own life, my own experiences with my children. And I'm thinking about my 11 year old daughter who, um, just on a day-to-day -day basis, the things that go through my mind as her mother, you know, are thoughts about, I have to teach my, my 11 year old girl how to have strong boundaries. And not that I wouldn't teach the same thing to my eight year old boy, because of course I do. Um, but there's right. just that added layer of being, um, female that makes you really think, um, put a lot of thought into mindfulness, as you were saying, into creating those healthy boundaries. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's a breath of fresh air to hear, you know, the fast forwarded version of my 11 year old girl, who's, you know, yourself as a 30 year old woman makes me think, oh my gosh, you know, I know I'm doing the right thing by living NHA in this home. I know I'm doing the right thing by teaching the three stands to my children. That's never a question in my mind. Right. But right. As I said in the beginning of the podcast um, of this episode, where I was, you know, questioning what will they be like when they get older? How will, how will me teaching the three stands to them truly play out in their lives? Um, yeah. And while I do get to see little glimpses of it, of course, already, because, you know, I do, I see it in their daily lives. Um, but I do question, you know, when she's, when she's 16, when she's 19, when she's 23, um, you mm -hmm. know, and the relationships that she enters into, I, it's my hope and dreams that she would have a strong stand three and be able to create those clear boundaries, healthy boundaries in her relationships. And so to hear you speaking of that in your life and how that's important to you and how that has developed in you over the years um, 
And I, you know, not only am I hearing you talk about it, but I see it in my interactions with you. Um, mm. but, you know, that stand three is there. You definitely create clear boundaries with your relationships from, from the little bit of your life that I know, um, you know, I'm not <laughs> in your everyday life, but I do work right. with you. Um, you know, and so it's just so it's a breath of fresh air to hear you, um, sharing about that and how that plays has played the, what the role that has played in your, in your relationships. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, I bet that's a lot of anybody that's listening, parents or, you know, any relationship, this isn't just about parents. It can be anybody. Um, and I think, Absolutely. you know, that's, that's one of the, um, you know, you kind of wonder, oh, am I doing the right thing? You were talking about that. And I have to say, you know, I don't think my mother or I could have predicted what the outcome would have been, but mm -hmm. to know that there's something so, um, I mean, it's so important to have those boundaries and it's so important to know how to relate to people um, that I just, I, I'm, you know, I can only hope that that's the case for everybody that, you know, uses the NHA with their kids, you know, like it's, it, it, it does translate. We don't know what the outcome is, but I, I can tell you 100% that it does translate and kind of get in there, so to speak, you know, in terms of like letting somebody in, it's, it does kind of seep through. It kind of, you know, it might take some time for some kids. I have to say that I was probably one of those kids too, you know, mm -hmm. kind of resistant to it at first. Um, but really kids need to know just how great they are and they'll soak it right up. So, mm -hmm. you know, you'll see it as, you know, the two of your kids grow up over time. You'll, you'll see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's also important to note, I think, um, for listeners out there, who have teenagers and they're just implementing nurtured heart for the or learning about it. Maybe this is the first, maybe they're listening to this podcast and it's the first they've ever heard of nurtured heart, whatever right. it might be. It's so it's important to note that you can start nurtured heart in your children's lives at any age. And yes. it will make a difference for them no matter yes. what age they are. Yes. I mean, I can tell you that as you know, I was what 10th grade, 11th grade, something like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, of course I probably, it would, it could have been and would have maybe been different if I found it sooner, or if it was introduced sooner, but, uh, I can only think of how different things would be if I didn't get it at all. You know, mm -hmm. I don't right. think I would be the person that I am today, what I've chosen to do, uh, for, you know, my career and just everything, everything. I think it touches everything, mm -hmm. um, and it affects and impacts everything. And, it's small and in big ways. I think that's what parents and people listening need to hear. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's in ways that you don't even probably think of. I mean, until you, you know, we had this conversation about doing this podcast, I had to sit down and really think, okay, how did this affect my life? Cause you're mm -hmm. in it, you're living it. You don't even realize it. Right. Um, so, you know, you can, you can start it at any time though, I think is the point. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious to hear about, you know, we've been talking about stand three for the past couple of minutes here. So it's only appropriate for me to ask about the reset and how, um, how that translated for you as both as a kid and then into your adulthood now as well. How does resetting affect you in challenging situations? So I think as a kid, and my mother would tell you this too, my mom, Dorothy, is I didn't have any concept of what a reset was. Um, even if she didn't use that language per se, um, I don't have a distinct memory of her doing or using NHA language per se, but I, 
she will probably tell you if you asked her, I had no clue what a reset was. If anything, mm-hmm. she told me not to do something. And I took that as permission to push it even further. You know, I, I work in the tech field and everybody will tell you, I love pushing buttons. Well, that was true when it came to resets and challenges. <laughs> so, you know, and it's kind of funny now because I can look back. Um, but I think in terms of resets now and just, you know, over time, again, as things have transitioned is now I know when I need to do a reset. Um, and I think what's also important, and this has been maybe in the last couple of years more so, is verbalizing to other people that I'm interacting with, hey, I need a timeout. I need a second. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go just take a pause. Um, and I think that's part of that relational piece that we were talking about earlier. And um, NHA allows that. And that's what resets are for me. And you'll often hear, you know, in our own house here, um, I currently live with my mom still. And, you know, we'll, we'll both be reminding each other to reset, you know, mm-hmm. telling ourselves or, you know, we talk to ourselves and be like, oh, man, I got to go reset, you know. And you kind of like laugh it off. But it, it's really important um, to have that awareness of it. And I think that's that's grown over time and just knowing when that's necessary. Um, yeah, absolutely. The reset is a gift to the relationship, right? Yeah, it really is. I mm-hmm. think um, if that part of it wasn't uh, kind of part of the package, so to speak, I, I don't know if it would be as effective um, because once you're done with whatever the conflict is or the, you know, the challenges, you're done. And then you, you, you're back in the game, so to speak. So mm-hmm. um, there's no blame. There's no who's at fault. Um, and that's actually how I think NHA has impacted my life even in a bigger way is it opened up the door to have those conversations with my mom about being an adoptee and where we were kind of missing each other and, you know, resentments that kind of uh, have built up over the years. And now there's none of that because we're, we're coming from the same place. Mm. Um, and it's just, we're coming from a place of like, this is my heart. This is your heart. We're coming to a place of understanding. And I think it allowed that. Um, and I think that's what resets do too. It kind of, it allows you to move forward in a different way um, mm-hmm. and not carry that baggage, so to speak, with you. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it, this is such a, such a, an important conversation to share with the world because there, you know, the people, the parents out there who have adopted kids who come with a background that is very traumatic, um, if they there, you know, not to say that there aren't other ways out there to help support a child as they grow in, in, you know, in healing from the trauma that they experienced at a young age, because of course there's other ways out there, but the nurtured heart approach is, um, well, it's one way that right here, right now in this conversation, we are, you are sharing with us the evidence of how it works of how it works to heal wounds and, and how it works to bring two people together that maybe without the nurtured heart approach wouldn't have this beautiful relationship that you do today. You know, maybe, maybe today you wouldn't be able to live with your, with your mom, which is by, you know, your choice. You're doing that because you want to, you know, but the nurtured heart approach provides this incredible bridge to, um, from you know uh, uh, the the trauma the trauma traumatized life to the healed life. Um, Absolutely, I think that's very well put. Um, you know, I think people um, they don't know what what's out there for you know options and you know things to try. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've done therapy, I've done, you know, all sorts of stuff to, you know, help myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I kind of look at NHA as like an, you know, in addition to, you know, it's kind of like when you have a really bad sunburn and you put aloe, you know, it's just that calm, cool feeling. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of when I think of NHA and it's just an mm-hmm. additive to whatever you're doing in the world and, you know, however you're navigating the world. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, I have, I'm curious, Nara, could you talk a little bit? I know when we, um, we, you know, when we talked before the podcast, before we recorded, uh, we discussed this, this one question a little bit. And I know that there was one little piece from this, that this particular question that I would love for you to share about with the audience. Um, And the question was, compared to, as a kid growing up, compared to your friend's parents, how was your parent different? And we, Nara and I had discussed, of course, we're not, not, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, let's put down your friend's parents. It's not about that by any means. But Nara, do you, do you recall the one little piece that was so beautiful that you shared with me about that question? I do remember it. And, uh, so it's kind of a funny thing because um, the best example I can give of how this played out is my house was the house that everybody came to or wanted to be at. Mm-hmm. And I want to make this very, again, clear that it wasn't because we were able to get away with stuff or that we even could. That wasn't why, you know, mm-hmm. especially as teenagers. Um, but it was actually because of the environment that I think. Uh, if I had to guess from my friend's point of view, that they felt welcome and they felt mm-hmm. seen. And, um, you know, the another example I give is, you know, the way that played out is, you know, three-hour dinner conversations and, you know, how that interaction, again, that relationship with mm-hmm. my friends and my mom, you know, took place over time. And, you know, we'd be there for three hours sitting there and, you know, a conversation would let, lead up to like burping aliens. I kid you not, that's a real example, you know? And that, again, like that just highlights, you know, that, um, that space, you know, of the difference between my house and other people's houses yes. that I was at. And I think um, it just really speaks to um, what people want and need, which is to be seen and just being, you know, just being human with one another and, um, you know, connecting in whatever way we can, whatever the commonality is that right. you can find. Um, so that that's the example that I was, uh, that you were referring to. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And it's, it's, um, it's proof. It's more evidence that, um, of how NHA is a gift to relationships and, mm-hmm. and to connection to between humans, because your mom was able to build these connections with youth who were not of her own. <laughs> was not right. her own, you know, but it, she was able to build these connections and maybe they never would be able to verbalize that. And that doesn't matter. It's an energetic understanding that they were being pulled to her by way of her using the three stands without her maybe even consciously using the three stands because again, nurtured heart, once you start really using it on a, you know, on a daily basis, it slowly becomes just the way of who you are it becomes right. a way of life. And so your mom was probably just oozing nurtured heart and that didn't even, you know, necessarily know she was doing that. And your friends were just drawn to it because right. it was connection, relationship. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's funny that you say that maybe they didn't know. And I will tell you, this was not planned in our podcast conversation, but mm-hmm. I will tell you, we've had 
um, friends and friends that I'm still friends with now and people from even, you know, back in high school say, yeah, like your mom was like a, you know, like a mom I never had, or like, you know, she was just a safe person in my life. And Mm -hmm. they have come up to her and said, you know, like it really meant a lot that you were there. And um, so even if you don't think it translates, it actually translates to people that aren't your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't even know the impact that it's going to have on people. Um, So it's just, again, it just, I think speaks to that, you know, how important that relationship is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think, I don't think my mom and I could have both predicted, you know, that people would do that, you know, coming back 10, 20 years later, you know, I don't think we could have predicted that. So um, I think that just speaks to the power and the essence of what NHA can do for people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm mindful of the time and I wanted to um, give you a, a moment uh, to talk a little bit about your relationship with your mom. Um, if you could describe what, just, if you could describe your relationship with your mom, how would you describe it? Uh, now I'm assuming Mm -hmm. in the now, Mm um, man, there's a lot of love between us, you know, that's what Mm -hmm. I would say. Just feeling into that. Um, you know, we've had our challenges, we've had our ups and downs, just like any relationship, but at the end of the day, I would say that like there is a level of commitment um, on both parts um, to who we are as people and our relationship and as mother and daughter. And, um, you know, I, I feel very grateful, <laughs> ironically, and blessed um, that she got to be my mom and that the universe picked her to be uh, my mother because, you know, not everybody gets that, you know, like she, she chose me, you know, and the circumstances around that and all that, but she, she made that choice. And I think, um, you know, through everything, I'm, I'm very, very grateful to her, um, and have let her in ironically to go back to the beginning of the episode, you know, like we have that connection and, um, it's just, there's a lot of love there. And I know that she has my back no matter what. And, um, you know, she's there no matter what it's, it's, it's a, it's a done deal, so to speak, you know? So, um, and I, I'm her daughter on a heart level. That's what I would say. And she's my mom on a heart level. And at the end of the day, you can't really get better than that as an adopted person, you know, period. End of story. You just gave yep. me chills from head to toe. Um, yep. a beautiful way to honor and recognize, uh, your mom for, what she's, what she's, this gift that she has given to the two of you. Um, and I hope that she listens to this episode so that she can hear that recognition from you because it was, it was genuine. It was heartfelt, sincere. It was just perfect. Um, everything that a mom wants to hear (laughs) from their grown adult, right? Grown adult child. Yep. And I don't think I'll be honest with you. I don't think I could have said that, you know, five, six, seven years ago. I don't know. You know, it's just, um, it's really been a transition and a transformation of sorts for both of us. And, Mm -hmm. um, we both worked really, really hard to get where we are. And I think that's what people also need to know listening is it's, it does take work and, uh, almost like a, you know, deliberate intention. Um, you know, you set intentions for things in NHA and, um, that, that we would not be here unless we both made that choice and commitment to work on our relationship to be where it is now. Right. Right. It's absolutely, that's it. it, I mean, all relationships take that sort of commitment. Um, you know, and that's why nurtured heart is such a beautiful gift to us because it's, it, it wraps it up in this package that Mm -hmm. makes, makes it so possible 
you know, with the three stands, it's, it's so possible to build healthy relationships. Whereas without the three stands, people feel I've, you know, I would feel lost. I'd feel yep. like I, I could, I could build some healthy relationships. I'm certainly capable of that. But with the three stands, it's almost like a map, you know, yes. map, a map to healthy relationships. <laughs> yes. And I think it, you know, yes, there's the three stands and you can call it a formula. You can use whatever language that you want, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, as you use it, um, you're not really thinking about, oh, stand one, stand two, stand three, you know, they kind of intertwine with each mm -hmm. other, but it, it, it does give you a framework, I think is what you're mm -hmm. speaking to, um, which is something that, you know, I think any parent or any person really would want, you know, like the, who wouldn't want that in their world, you know? So um, I th definitely think you're, you're onto something with that. Mm. So Nara, I just, just have to honor you and recognize you. I noticed, or I heard throughout the podcast um, more about your personal life than I have been privy to hearing prior to this. Um, and I just appreciate so much the transparency and the, the, your willingness to share with me and the rest of the Nurtured Heart community that will listen to this episode. Um, it reveals to me that you have this deep-seated passion for this thing called the Nurtured Heart approach in your life. Um, and you also have this incredible ability to connect with humans um, on that heart level. Um, and you truly, 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 you are the greatness of being a heartfelt, grounded, connected to others person, if that's a quality. I just created it. <laughs> well, therefore it is. And I'm, I'm sitting here in my bedroom and I'm going to breathe that in and own it. And um, thank you yeah, for that welcome. heartfelt recognition, you know, and you know, we're miles and miles apart across the country and I can feel that. Um, so for, you know, people listening, like it doesn't matter what it's NHA is, you know, across any divides or any distance and absolutely. Um, yes. So thank is. you for that. You're welcome. So before we wrap up, do you have any words of wisdom that you would like to share with parents who might be listening to the show and thinking about trying to use NHA in their lives? Words of wisdom, um, clear and simple, just do it. And I know that sounds almost too simple, but do it for your kids, yes, but do it for yourself. I think mm -hmm. that's one thing I would really just hammer home for anybody listening, parent or otherwise. Um, what, regardless of what led you to listen to this episode, maybe you want less chaos in your house. Maybe you want deeper connection and interaction. Maybe you want to find a common ground. Maybe you just want things to just be better than they are. Um, and I think NHA promotes all of that and it fosters all of that for people. Um, and, you know, I do not have kids, but I will tell you from the kid end, I wish I had this earlier. So if you're thinking about using it, um, just the fact that you're thinking about it to me shows that you've already kind of made that choice and commitment. Um, so go for it, you know, um, imagine, you know, you got to hear my story, but I'm sure there's others out there of how NHA impacts people, you know, and children over the lifespan. And, um, you know, the question I would have you ask yourself is, you know, what kind of world can you foresee for your child uh, if NHA was in it? You know, you got to hear one, 
one little bit of it from my, my life. So, you know, if you're not sure, just ponder that. Um, and you honestly already have that quality of like wanting the best for your kids. You know, you already have that greatness within you. So, um, and I don't even know the people listening and I can already know that. So, um, you know, just do it and see, see what happens. And it, again, it doesn't happen overnight. I think that's the bottom line of what I want to like hammer home here for people. It does take time. You're not doing it wrong just because you implement the three stands and it, you know, it's not working. You're not doing it wrong. You know, it, it's, it's a process and it's okay that it's kind of messy. Uh, and it is a messy process, but as you do it, um, as you, again, you've seen through my story and I'm sure there's others out there, um, you know, 10, 15 years later, look at, look at what the outcome is. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful wisdom to share. Thank you, Nora. All right, you guys. So just a reminder for the listeners out there, you can go to our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com for more information on trainings in your area and for some free resources. And a very special thank you to my guest, Nara Darapalian. And to everybody listening, don't forget to see what's going right in your daily journey.